Alexa Curtis here, and you're listening to This Is Life Unfiltered. Make sure you're following the podcast on social media at at T-I-L-U podcast, as well as my personal social media, which is at Alexa underscore Curtis. So before I introduce today's guest into the podcast, his name is George, I wanted to explain to you how much I love sweet food. So I know this is probably the worst time to be talking about being at home and being a huge fan of treats, but I have the biggest sweet tooth and I've been like this since I was a kid. My dad is diabetic, so growing up, I always saw my mom yelling at him for eating pretty much like shit, and now he eats really healthy because his diabetes got so bad, but through that process and then the rise of social media, many of you have probably seen brands like Halo Top um, and Enlightened, ice cream brands and protein bars like Quest pop up, and a few weeks ago, I came across one called Rethink Ice Cream. It was sold at Bristol Farms, which is one of the grocery stores that I go to in LA, and then I was able to contact the brand, and they sent me some samples. Uh, They sent me the chocolate orange with almond butter and the pistachio and a poppy seed, and I instantly fell in love, and this is a keto friend diabetic friendly, no sugar alcohol ice cream that's really incredible founded by uh, this founder out of Napa. And before I bring him into the podcast, I wanted to make sure that you guys know that in uh, uh, on March 31st in the Bay Area, they were donating tons of ice cream to hospitals and then in LA starting the week of May 5th. So Rethink has already donated over 25,000 single serve cups and they plan to donate over 50,000 to California hospitals. So, George, thank you so much for being here today. Hi, Alexa. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for thanks for having me. It's quite a unique time, especially to be talking about food and healthy food since people are stuck at home. But you've got an incredible story. So take me back to the beginning of how you started Rethink. Um, so I'm a recovering alcoholic and uh, pain pill addict, and I've been in recovery for about eight years. And as a lot of addicts and alcoholics do when they quit using their substance, um, they begin to transfer addictions to other things. And so when I quit drinking, my body was craving the sugar that was once in it. Uh, I was getting from alcohol. And so I started eating a lot of unhealthy sweets, including a lot of ice cream, which was always a childhood favorite. So I put on a lot of weight and, and realized that I was transferring an addiction and needed to do something about it. So I started working on total health of mind, body, and soul, and started watching everything I put into my body. And so I looked around for healthier treats that I could enjoy, uh, but I couldn't find an ice cream uh, that that really gave me the full satisfaction of a traditional ice cream. And you mentioned some of the brands that are out there, uh, but I found that those to be, you know, a little icy, chalky, and airy in taste and texture. So, you know, I set about to make uh, a healthier ice cream that tastes every bit as good as a traditional ice cream and yet uh, gives you a bunch of um, health benefit. And what was the process for you when you decided to start Rethink? Because were all of those other brands out there, Halo Top and Enlightened, I mean, you came into a market that's very trendy. Yeah, well- Serial entrepreneur, I made the decision at age 30 that I wasn't going to work for other people. So um, I've dabbled in a bunch of different industries. And so my mind kind of works that way. And when I looked around and was searching for a healthier ice cream that tasted good and couldn't find one, my entrepreneurial side of my brain kicked in and I said, wow, there must be an opportunity here. And so we created this brand because I felt like I could make an ice cream that was a lot healthier um, than traditional ice cream and yet 
still taste good because I couldn't find one. Um, and so that's what led to it. And then, you know, our other part of our mission is that, you know, being in recovery, um, I need to give back and help others in order to enrich my soul and make myself feel better about myself so that I'm less inclined to want to drink and use. And so the, the brand is really a, my personal platform to give back and help others on a much larger scale and generate resources to, you know, help people with mental health issues and related addiction issues tied into mental health because I had some, you know, childhood trauma things that happened to me that led to my abuse. And um, so I have a soft spot in my heart for people that go through similar things. Well, you've had such an incredible journey and that's what really stemmed you to start Rethink. And I couldn't agree more. A lot of those other ice creams have even the protein bars, that weird aftertaste, stevia and Splenda and xylitol. And Rethink doesn't really have that taste. But backing up a bit to when you mentioned that at 30, you realized you didn't want to work for anyone else. Because I think that's a common thread with many people. I realized at a very young age that I didn't want to work for someone else. But were you working for someone else at that moment? And then you had that realization? Yeah, so I graduated college and went into the hotel restaurant industry and I managed food and beverage for a large hotel uh, with a larger chain. And I spent, you know, eight years doing that, working my way up the ranks, cutting my teeth and, you know, just working my butt off and not getting paid a lot and listening to people that I didn't think knew what they were talking about. So um, being an entrepreneur kind of courses through your veins or it doesn't. And it's, it's an important thing to recognize early in your life, you know, what type of person you are. Can, are you risk averse or can you um, or do you like risk? And, and, you know, I wanted everything on my own shoulders and I wanted to make my own fate. So I recognized that at age 30 and had cut my teeth, learned business on somebody else's dime and then set out to do some things on my own. And for people who are listening and are working a corporate job and are thinking, I want to be an entrepreneur and I have a bunch of ideas, but I don't know where to start. What advice would you have for them? Well, you know, I find the most important attributes of being an entrepreneur is, is persistence, drive, um, the desire to, you know, never accept no, to knock on every door. Um, so you really need to do a lot of self-examination to be sure that you are going to go to any length uh, to make make this work because you know everything's you don't have all the uh, support systems that you do in a corporate environment where you've got all these different departments at your at your whim to be able to do the things that you're used to having them do you, you've got to put this all together yourself and it's a you have to just love it and it's so you need to look in a mirror and do a lot of self um, you know, reflection on, are you really up for this, to be honest? It's incredibly hard. And I can't even imagine making ice cream. I mean, how did you find a way to take that from, I assume, testing it out in your kitchen to then bringing it into a full-fledged brand? Yeah, well, it's like a puzzle. You put pieces together. So I have a, I have a pretty long background in business. So it, it, it all just kind of comes to me at this point. But, you know, with respect to the ice cream, you, you know, you hired a food, you hire a food scientist because I, I had a conceptual idea of what I wanted the ice cream to be. But ice cream is a lot more complicated. It's like baking. Um, and while there is only a certain amount of ingredients, one tweak here and there can make the world a difference. 
And so you need a food scientist who understands how all these pieces interrelate to each other and what the chemistry is as you as you tweak things. And then it's just a whole lot of trial and and you know a lot of bench tops, kitchen stuff. And then you know you need to figure out what your model is. So we ne- we didn't want to make our own ice cream. We are a, a highly variable cost model, meaning. You know, we don't want to tie ourselves into a lot of brick and mortar and have a lot of fixed costs. We only have a few employees and we hire out all the critical functions. We have a manufacturer, we have two national distributors, we have freezer storage locations, we have a a food scientist, we have a social media manager, they're all contracted. And there's just about four or five of us that are employees. And we just kind of put the pieces together and in large part, we're just a branding, marketing, recipe development and execution company. So, you know, key thing is figure out what you what you want your model to be, what you want your ice cream to be. And, you know, obviously you want to do a focus group and make sure that, you know, you're, you have a really compelling case for the customer because there's a lot of alternatives out there and, and you need to make sure when you launch that you've done your homework and that, you know, you've tried to figure out how this resonates with the consumer so that when it gets out in the marketplace, it doesn't fall flat. Was there a lot of testing at the beginning when you came up with Rethink with different flavors and especially figuring out that aftertaste because that's so common in healthier foods? Yeah, there's a ton of testing. Uh, One of the principles of our, and the, the magic is in the base mix. It's not so much in the flavoring. So in every ice cream brand, the base mix is the same. Um, across all the flavors and then you just lay the flavors on top but the magic is in the base mix so that aftertaste that you're talking about would come from a typically a sugar alcohol like a xylitol or an erythritol and that those um, sure they're they're they don't have any carbs but they do have this aftertaste and they can have uh, negative effects on your stomach so we made a, a conscious decision up front to not go that direction. So we use all natural ingredients. Uh, we use just a tiny bit of agave um, because agave is a lot sweeter than traditional cane sugar and we can use a lot less. Um, and plus it's low glycemic, so it's safer for diabetics. And so that's why we chose that sweetener and it adds a really nice silky texture to the ice cream. Um, and then we have some other core attributes of our base mix, but that's really the the magic is in that base mix. And then you just kind of lay the flavorings on top of that. And it might be kind of interesting for anyone listening who's thinking this recovered addict then turns to a healthy ice cream, but sugar is also an addiction. But that's what's so great about Rethink is it's obviously not bad for you. Uh, But what was it about ice cream that you felt like it helped you overcome your personal addictions? Well, you know, yeah, I mean, when you, you have an addictive personality, you have an addictive personality and you always, so I'm not recovered, I'm recovering. And, and, and that's the true with any addict is it's a daily process of becoming, of trying to be the best version of yourself that you can be. So every day I wake up, I'm grateful to be alive and, and be sober. And then I set about to just do one right thing after the next all day long. And so, you know, there's going to be a time during the day when I, you know, want to have something sweet but I've made a conscious choice and I've also made a great tasting ice cream that I know will give me that full satisfaction without having the deleterious effects. So I just take it one day at a time and, and, you know, really 
in my diet, I, I'm super, I do intermittent fasting. I'm super careful about portion size and what I eat at different meals, but I eat a pint of rethink every night and it doesn't affect um, my, I've actually lost weight doing that. Um, you know, but I have to, you know, make a lot of other good choices as well. Wow. You have an entire pint every night. Seriously. I do. That is so cool. I've got two huge deep freezes out in my garage that have so much ice cream in it. <laughs> so I can find myself wandering out there, you know, about 11 o'clock at night. Well, again, I'm a huge fan of it too. Uh, so I'm not going to say I haven't had an entire pint in a night too, but that's again, another really great selling point for Rethink. So as an entrepreneur yourself, and you mentioned serial entrepreneur, there's a common struggle with so many aspiring entrepreneurs. And I guess you can kind of divide it into two different categories. There's the people who have so many different ideas and don't know where to start. And there's the person who has the one idea they've been thinking about for a year and they still don't know where to start. So for both groups of different types of entrepreneurs, how do you know when it's the right time to launch a company or even start a business plan? Well, I mean, the, 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 the important thing is understanding, is there a need for what it is that you're thinking about doing and what is the size of the need? So maybe I can just relate it to the ice cream industry. Um, ice cream is a $14 billion industry. So there's clearly a need out there. There's people buying ice cream. Um, the healthier segment of that is about 5 billion and growing fast. So the overall size of the pie is being replaced by the healthier segment of it. Um, and so you want to see that you want to pick a business that is in need. Um, and then you want to find a special niche that you can fill. Um, in the case of our ice cream, we think it's unique because, um, you know, it's the best tasting healthier ice cream on the market by far. And, you know, we've actually, and I can't give you the full secret on this, but we're going to re we're reformulating and about to relaunch in a couple of months with some added attributes that we've learned would be even more, make us more unique um, as we've been out in the market. So another important thing about being an entrepreneur is you're not going to get everything right. You're going to make some mistakes, but pivot. You've got to recognize when uh, data uh, is telling you that you need to pivot or switch or something's not working right. And so you need to make bold decisions that are well-informed, but not be afraid to make changes. And, you know, the fear thing, you know, which a lot, which all of us have, because it just rains the brain is up there, you know, squealing at you that, you know, I'm, I'm afraid of this. I'm afraid of that. But when you're an entrepreneur, you just can't be afraid because it's it's lonely a lot of times. And you're the only one out there on the island that believes in what you're doing sometimes. And you've got to you've got to really stick to your guns and pursue it. But then you can't be afraid to recognize when information's telling you that you need to pivot and tweak. Um, and so that's what we did. You know, we've been out there for 18 months and information was telling us that we needed to kind of tweak a little bit. And so in another two months, we're going to do a, a rethink 2.0 that's going to have some really cool attributes. That's such an interesting point, that whole concept of pivot, but especially needing to be quite fast on your feet as an entrepreneur. So were there moments from the beginning of rethink starting where you've had to make really, really, really fast decisions as an entrepreneur? I mean, whether it's like you didn't have enough product or even what was the hardest struggle of, of starting this kind of company? Well, pretty much everyone will tell you that is an entrepreneur um, 
and starting up a company, the hardest part is raising money, the funding of your business and understanding, you know, where to, where to allocate those funds and, you know, trying to get to scale to where you can uh, have positive operating cash flow and afford your own growth or be big enough where you can attract maybe an investment from a private equity firm or a venture firm. So we're still in that middle ground here where we've launched, you know, we have good presence out in the marketplace, but we need to accelerate demand so that we can reach that next plateau. And so I've self-funded to date um, entirely um, and, and looking for other sources of funding right now. So that's the biggest challenge is the, is the financing and then realizing where to spend the money, where are the most critical places, how to market it, um, you know, analyzing the information that comes back to tell you how effective your spends are and, and how you need to pivot. Um, I have the advantage of having been in a number of different businesses for 30 years now. I'm turning 60 this year, and so I, I, I can see things. I can feel them. You, you begin to get a certain sixth sense of what, what's happening. And so, and I also am not fearful. I will do whatever it takes and make whatever changes I have to make, including admitting that I'm wrong. Sometimes that's the hardest thing is you come up with an idea, you think it's the greatest thing, you've done all your research, you launch, and it's just not quite right. And so then you have to look yourself in the mirror and say, it's not personal, you know, but you made a mistake, humans make mistakes, and you just um, have the strength to um, to pivot. And because all that matters at the end of the day is that you get it right. And so you, you know, pride and, and fear um, are things you want to stay away from <laughs> if you're going to operate your own business. And equally, that whole drive and inner obsession with operating a business, but also your idea. I mean, you said it right there on the head, in my opinion, if you're an entrepreneur and you don't think about this idea every day, then it probably Maybe you're not set out for this career path because it's really hard. And the financial part of it is an awesome topic of conversation because you are such a seasoned entrepreneur. But would you have handled things the same way if you had gotten right out of college and started Rethink? Yeah, not a chance. There's no way I would have been ready for that. Um, you know, there's a handful of guys that invent these wonderful technology companies, you know, out of grad school. Um you know, they're like professional athletes, right? There's just not that many of them. And there's just special human beings and they just happen to hit, hit, a, hit a court at the right time. And, but it, it, it just doesn't happen for everyone. I, I think if you talk to most entrepreneurs, um, you know, they'll try seven or eight things before they maybe hit. Uh, that's more the typical is, you know, you beat your head against the wall for a while and then something you know, you learn and then you'll happen upon an idea that, you know, and the timing is right and you've learned a lot and you apply all those lessons and, and you, and you, then you hit something. Um, that's why venture capital firms, when they invest in startups, you know, they're not expecting 10 out of 10 to do well. They're expecting, you know, three or four to fail, uh, three or four to do uh, pretty well and one or two to hit home runs. And so that's their batting average, and they're the smartest people in the world in terms of allocating capital. So, you know, th this stuff is pretty fluid and, and, and not exact science, or it would be easy and everybody would be able to do it. And that right out of college demographic of people who are wanting to start a company and they have no sense of funding or anything, 
is your advice for them to work a day job until they can afford to have enough money to pursue this? Or would you say even just wait until you're a little older to start a company? Yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm from the old school and maybe I'm not, you know, the same age as your audience, but I, I'm just big on cutting your teeth on somebody else's dime because there's so much to learn uh, that if, you know, you work for somebody else for, you know, five, seven years, maybe in the industry where you have these ideas and you want to spend your time, then, you know, spend your, you know, learn, watch and learn. And, and talk to other people, the smart people around you about your idea um, and, tr and get them to poke holes in it. And, you know, just spend some time in the industry learning um, and then, you know, just using that knowledge to further your idea. Cause I, you know, I just guarantee you that you're not gonna think of everything up front, especially, you know, just coming out of college. It's, you know, the world is a hard place to, you know, prove your metal, and you know, there's no, there's no soft hearts. It's you know, it gives you the gives you the feedback with a cold reality, one way or the other. George, when it comes to being in a market like the healthy ice cream, whatnot, is your goal for rethink to be on the similar wavelength of a Halo Top or an Enlightened, or even bigger than that, or are you really just hoping that this stays a small business and you'd like to pursue other foods after Rethink becomes the next big famous ice cream? <laughs> well, it's, it would be hard to get bigger than Halo Top, at least at their peak. They were in 2017, they did 400 million in sales, and they were the largest selling ice cream even bigger than Ben and Jerry's but do you think do you think that it was only like that because it was the first one on the market yeah they they, mm -hmm. they hit so remember before we talked about you know hitting something at the exact right moment with the exact right idea with the exact right product and packaging yeah. I mean they they hit it point blank at the right time and and it just accelerated and they got some a couple you know, they almost went bankrupt two or three different times. And then they, you know, rebranded into the, what we know now as Halo Top and redid their packaging. So they pivoted. And um, and then they just hit it at that moment um, and accelerated. And it was a, it's an amazing case study. I, you know, we, we our plan is to grow as big as we can and keep pushing the envelope on making the greatest tasting healthy ice creams on the market. But the primary... Um, purpose of the brand is to build resources to help other people. So when I, in recovery, um, that's the meaning of my life now is to help others that are struggling with mental health issues and related addiction. Um, I have some really, uh, what I think are appropriate ideas on how to do that. Um, but it requires resources. So at some point, you know, six, eight years from now, I'd love to sell the brand and use those resources to spend the rest of my life helping others. I love that. And what about one of my last questions for you is as an entrepreneur, is there a moment if things are too tough that you just give up? Like say you can't, it's been 12 months and you haven't been able to get any funding and you ran out of money and you are obsessed with your idea, but it just, it, it doesn't seem to be working. Would you give up or no? I, I won't personally give up. Um, it's just my nature. Um, but you know, the, it is, there is wisdom in the fact of when the cards aren't there for you, for whatever reason, could be timing, could be, you know, let, let's say that you had this great startup and you all of a sudden the pandemic hits. There's no way you're going to raise money right now. 
from from equity investors. Mm -hmm. And so um, you need to recognize that the, the, the larger world is just not in a place that's appropriate right now for maybe you to carry on at this moment. So you could put it on the back burner and do what you need to do to get by. And, and you know, it could be just a timing thing or it could be, you know, the market telling you that your idea just isn't good enough or it needs tweaks or whatever it might be. Yeah, you, you need to face the music. I, um, that's one of the reasons that we pivoted is because I think our ice cream's great, but I know it can be better and I know how it could be better with 12 months of history under our belt. So we made it better. And in two months, people are gonna be blown away by what, by what we come out with. And um, it'll be the first of its kind. Um, in, in the industry. So, you know, yeah, you always need to be pushing the envelope, but I, I, I won't personally quit. I just, just not in me. You are the true definition of an entrepreneur. And if you're saying the ice cream in two months will be better, I don't even know how that's possible, but I very much, very much look forward to trying that out. George, give us some of the stores that we can pick up, rethink, and maybe some of the top cities, LA or Boston, New York, as well as where we can find you on social media. Yeah, so our social media handle is at Rethink Ice Cream. Uh, website is RethinkIceCream.us. Uh, Southern California, you'll find us in Bristol Farms, as you mentioned, uh, Gelson's, Lazy Acres, and Erewhon. Um, and we're looking for more stores down there. We're also in Jensen's. Uh, we have a bigger presence in Northern California, you know, um, Rayleigh's and Whole Foods and uh, Molly Stone's and Nugget. Um, and we're also creeping up into Oregon and Washington now. Uh, we are not back east, but uh, we do have e-commerce, so people could find us on our website at rethinkicecream.us. Well, thank you so much for taking your personal journey and making it into such a fabulous company. When I tell you guys, please try this ice cream if you have access to it, mostly in California. I say grab a pine. It's way better than Halo Top. Uh, and you don't have that like kind of gross aftertaste. So check them out. Check out Rethink. After every single podcast episode, there's a post that goes up on lifeunfilteredwithalexa.com that gives you more insight into the amazing founders that I get to interview. And I look forward to seeing you guys back next week for a new episode of This Is Life Unfiltered.